Hey, welcome everyone uh, to episode five of the Weight Loss Coach. And uh, I just want to stop again and just show appreciation for all the downloads we're getting uh, weekly. And uh, we hope that you'll share this with anybody you feel like could use the information. And um, yeah, help us out with that. So um, today we're going to talk about something that um, a lot of people know they need to do, but I don't feel like they put enough focus on it because the weight loss industry is so amazing at diverting you, a diversion of you need to be doing our weight loss plan. You need to be this challenge. You need to be following, you know, intermittent fasting, keto, whatever that. I really believe if people would stop, people who struggle to lose weight and most importantly keep it off, if they would stop focusing on the next weight loss program that comes out, if they'd focus on putting in the time uh, in regards to time management of when to grocery shop, when to food prep, times you're going to eat, times you're going to work out, and of course, times you're going to go to bed and wake up. Now, a lot of people say, what? I don't have time. Right. I, I think we hear that quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we're coaching somebody, you know, they're like, good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where you're going to fit it in with my busy life. And I think everyone today is probably crazy busy. Yep. But the, the problem with that is, is they really honestly believe they don't have the time and they don't sit down or sit down with somebody who can say, look, let's go up 30,000 feet and look down and start off with some basic attempts to put some times in place. Uh, Because when you don't have those times in place, your struggle or your problems never going to get resolved. And um, can you relate to that before you actually got your systems in place? Oh, for sure. And I don't want to say that it's always an excuse, but it's an easy one that, you know, your kids are going eight different directions and, um, you know, you have a hard time getting to actually sit down and eat a meal. So how am I going to work out and cook my meal and cook their meal? And um, you're just trying to throw it all in. Just make it make make sense however you can. Which, just the way you described that, overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. It is. And here, here's, here's the truth. First of all, you got to struggle. Mm-hmm. So you're hypersensitive to it already. You go to bed at night, sometimes wondering, what, I, what, can, what am I going to do? Right. I don't know what to do. This program didn't work. That program didn't work. It upsets you all while you keep gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And you know you've got to do all this stuff. But when you, someone just throws it out there and says, here, you got to do all this, you're just overwhelmed. Right. Right. So I want to give you a simplified strategy here that will require you to sit down and shift your emphasis off so much of what the next weight loss program is and start working on what we call our five pillars, mm-hmm. okay? And this will take time, but I want you to start turning it into not I have to do this, but it's a way of showing love for yourself. Right. It's the only way you're going to emotionally connect to it uh, uh, in regards to helping to solve your problem and help your struggle is to say, I've got to love myself enough to be able to work some of these things out. So we always have a system where number one, sit down, spend about an hour and map out a time you feel in a day that you can consistently go grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now a lot of people say, well, why do I have to do that? I mean, I know I got a grocery shop. I got a grocery shop for the whole family. Right. That approach works for people who do not have a struggle to lose weight and keep it off. And, and I want to read something I wrote down here. I want this to hope resonate with you. When you have a problem or a struggle to solve, you have to do more than those that don't have the problem or struggle. 
It's the only way to gauge what's working and not and be able to problem solve. Mm -hmm. So once you get these in place, if things aren't going the right direction, you've got these times you start looking at, okay, what am I doing in each one of these that possibly could be me thinking I'm doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm not. And let me give you a perfect example. Literally two hours ago, I got off a call, a coaching call. Lady been with me for a long time. And she's like, you know, I lost this weight. I'm doing great. All of a sudden, she's not losing weight anymore. But she tells me, I'm like, okay, what about our pillars? She tells me, no, I'm doing everything. I'm working out hard. I'm eating. And I'm getting ready to go to the doctor because I, I think there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. It must be my hormones. And I said, okay, well, before you do all that, let's talk for a minute. Long story short, she had quit weighing out her portions for her, uh, her eating plan, the foods that she likes to eat. And she started winging it. Do we not hear that all the time? All the time. And, and, and it's simple to say, I know what four ounces of chicken looks like. Sure. Absolutely you do not. And, and then I know the viewers right now, the listeners are saying, okay, well, that's something I just don't want to do. That's, right. I have to do this weighing out thing. And I always push back and go, it amazes me about weighing out food is those same people say, well, I'll count my steps all day long. Mm-hmm. I'll count macros and micros. Mm-hmm. I'll time out intermittent fasting on how long that I got to keep an alarm on that. So I know when to eat, right? You'll go through all those extra steps, but all I'm asking you to do is get rid of all that and know your portions and put them in a scale for two seconds to have it right. Because here's the, here's what I found out long story short about this client. She was weighing her food. I was not weighing her food out. And so when asked to go test it, let's say it was four ounces, it was 4.3, 4.2, 4.4. And she's like, well, I'm not off much. That adds up over a period of a week, mm-hmm. and now she's no longer in a calorie deficit. She's in a calorie surplus. So her weight stays the same. She's going to go back to weighing out her portions, which is a step someone who struggles to lose weight has to do. You can't wing it. And the fisting and all that, does it work generally? It can, but you know, to be dialed in, you need to know your portions. Did, did you ever struggle with that part? Oh, for sure. I think portions are um, probably still number one. Um, and that's the thing is, I know I've said it, I would do anything to lose weight. I would do anything and go to all kinds of crazy extremes to lose weight, but give you a scale and people like flip out about portion sizes. And really it takes two seconds and you can pre-portion your stuff. All you have to do is put it in the microwave and you're done with it. Um, but it really is those little things of knowing your portions and not just knowing it, but knowing that you've already weighed it out and knowing that you're getting exactly what your body needs mm-hmm. in order to be successful. It takes so much stress, so much um, extra anxiety off of the table that you just get to live your life past that. Would you say when you spit, what day do you food prep? Sundays. At what time? Um, 12 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Would you say at 12 o'clock when you food prep, mm-hmm. you spend, let's say, what, two hours? If that. If that? Yeah. You weigh out your food. Mm-hmm. You've got it all ready for the week. Yep. So number one, let's switch into psychological. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, you feel prepared for the week. For sure. And there's no reason when you get hungry that you're like, oh, I don't have my food, so mm-hmm. let me go through the drive through and do the best I can. Right. Number two, I have found that clients, and you may find this also, really feel good when they're eating, knowing that's exactly the portions they need oh, yeah. to lose weight and be healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say this all the time. We have people that we have coached before that are 300 pounds. They do not eat what people consider bad food. Mm -hmm. They eat chicken and vegetables, and they drink water. They don't even drink soda. We have nothing to fix on them. 
except their portions. Right. I mean, I'm talking, I'm trying to find, like, this person never even cake. They just don't like sweets. Mm -hmm. They like good food, but they eat too much of it. And they're up in the 300s. And we like, okay, we adjust their portions, bring them down to a normal belly size. Takes a minute to adjust that. Next thing you know, it's like, yeah, they're losing weight. But it's people think, oh, well, they must eat a lot of bad food. That is such a misconception. I want you to understand that. The portions are important. And having a day and a time that you set down and love yourself is so important. It's critical. It is. Well, and I feel like when you are prepped with your meals ready to go, you have the next step or your next pillar gets so much easier because it's already ready. So if you know you have 30 minutes to eat your lunch, your lunch is right there. You're not having to drive anywhere. You're trying to figure out what's for dinner or anything like that. It's already done. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that was the deal with my client this morning started morphing into thinking, well, if I drive through and just get this and take off the bread and all that number. And listen, that's a better choice. I'm not knocking that. But if you really want to dial in and feel the confidence of success, I'm going to run through the five pillars that you need to set. Take a moment on a Sunday or whenever you've got time and you need to make time and sit down and say, I'm going to start off to the best of my ability mapping out when I'm going to grocery shop because what you're doing is – if grocery, mine's 5 p.m. on Fridays, that automatically is a no-brainer, non-negotiable, and it is a form of loving and caring about my body enough that at that time, I've designated to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Number two, I have Sundays after church, 2 p.m., I food prep. I get my containers out, listen to some music. It's not something I look at like, oh, I've got a food prep. I look at it as I care enough about myself, love myself, to put myself in a position to say, I'm going to put this together so I'm successful, pillar number three. Pillar number three, know the times to the best of your ability that you can eat your food. Mm -hmm. Now, will those times change because life? Yes, life's always happening. But our rule is 80 to 85% of the time, if you know I'm going to do breakfast here or your lunch and your dinner, stay with those times because, again, connecting to this is the time I love myself to feed myself the right portions mm -hmm. Not only to nourish and give me energy and live longer, but to lose weight. And that kind of gets your body in a rhythm of knowing when it's going to eat. Yes. So any of those cravings or those hunger pains outside of those eating times, right. you get to address those as they're happening instead of just winging it and snacking all day. Would you say before you started dedicating time to this, mm -hmm. people who go four, five, six hours while eating are more likely to go eat? What Everything. people call bad food. Right. But if, you're, if you've got times down spread out throughout your day, mm -hmm. and like we said, I, I love it when people say, well, I've got a coach and they're telling me to eat breakfast at this time. I'm like, is that, that the time work? yeah. works for you? Right. No, they just said, I said, there's no magic time. Mm -hmm. Don't let somebody tell you that. I've got people that, you know, they don't eat breakfast till 9 a.m. And that's just, that's their breakfast time. Mm -hmm. And then people, I've got people eat dinner at 9.30 p.m. Yep. or 10 p.m. It works for their system. Mm -hmm. But when you're frequently knowing times you're going to eat you're more likely to eat and you're staying saturated full mm -hmm. and your temptations and your hungers which by the way that's not a weakness no. that, that's not something that well i'm just weak and i want cake and i want donuts like that it's neurologically an impulse it's like get me some carbs get right. me some food because right. it's a primitive instinct to your body's telling you what it needs yeah i need survive. you to find food and whatever usually appears first is what you'll go to mm -hmm. so Pillar number three is make the times to the best of your knowledge for your day. See, this is self-discovery. 
we can't tell you, nor would we tell you, hey, you need to eat these times. That's the best time. Don't eat after 7. And that's a government BS, by the way. And that's another story that's a lie. Um, your body doesn't know if it's dark or light outside. It knows if it's getting adequate nutrition and food to speed metabolism, okay, so that you can lose weight. So keep that in mind. Number four, number four pillar, know when you're going to work out, exercise, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and people always get hung up on this one. They're like, hey, how many days should I be working out? Like five, six, like that. Three times a week is adequate. And I know there's people out there that will disrupt this. I work out three days a week, always have. Oh, well, you're 57. That's why. Nope. Back when I was competing, three days a week. I may go to four right before competition back in the day. It's not necessary. The body needs time to recuperate. And most importantly, you need to want to look forward to the workout. If you're working out, when you're working out five days a week, were you just ecstatic uh, uh, to get to workout number five then the week? Like, oh, I can't wait to no. do that fifth workout. About Thursday, my body was done. I was tired. I was dragging myself to the gym and probably doing more harm than good. Yeah. Um, because by the time the weekend came, I was worth crap. My energy was low. My body hurt. And it was two days of rest, but it was two days of, like, my body being destroyed. Yeah. To do it all over again on Monday. And it doesn't help mentally either. Because no. most people, I mean, it, it, I, I find it funny. Nobody actually looks at the word used, work out. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes the word work. No. Okay. Let's just get right <laughs> to it. No one might loves that word, but we use work out, you know. So, uh, psychologically, you want to look at something sustainable for life. Right. So, yes, if you worked out four or five days a week, could you speed up the process? Absolutely. Are you going to sustain that? Absolutely not. And let me tell you the curse in working out five days a week, and I've had to do this with clients before. Once you build up the tolerance of five days a week, that calorie burn, when the day does come, and it will, and you're like, I don't want to work out five anymore. I think I can do three. Once you regulate down, your body will put some weight on. Okay? It's not fat. But the scale will mess with your head. Why? Because you're not burning the calories at the level you were. Mm-hmm. So it kind of adjusts. And all it is is your body, hormonally, water weight, all that stuff, adjusting to a lower calorie burn. And then it'll lose again. But it will mess with your head. I always say, gymnast that I've coached, I always I feel bad because they work so hard for so many years. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they look good. They're toned. And I always know when the day comes and they quit the gymnastics, they're going to gain a ton of weight. A, their nutrition's not always on point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not bad, I'm sure. But as soon as they quit doing that high-calorie burn of just train, 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 run, like, their body just goes, boom, and they come to me, and they're like, what happened it's here? It's like that freshman 15. Yes, yes, exactly. And everyone thinks, oh, well, something's wrong with their thyroid and all that. No. There's nothing, 99% of the time, nothing's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a rebound. Mm-hmm. You've got to leave that alone for about two or three weeks just to settle. And then we, I call it resetting the thermostat. Mm-hmm. If a client comes to us working out five days a week, Hey, I had a lady, uh, she was doing elliptical two times a day, an hour each time, hour in the morning, hour at night, five days a week. No, thank you. She came to me and said, I'm gaining weight still. I said, yeah, your body is in starvation mode. It feels like you're beating it to death and it's just keeping everything you eat. Mm-hmm. First thing I want you to do, I don't want you to do anything for a whole week. She said, what do you mean? I want you to sit on your butt, resetting her thermostat down so I have something to work with. Mm-hmm. So knowing your workout times, try keeping it to three days a week. Uh, some of you that do five and six, that might mess with you for a minute. But look at the, you want to get up. I, I'll be honest, I work out on Monday. I tell everybody, after Monday's workout, I'm like, yeah, I don't have to work out on Tuesday. Hell yeah. I'm going to get up and 
read or just, you know, I don't have to work out. I'm not lying. Then I'm excited for Wednesday. Right. Thursday, I take a break. Mm-hmm. Friday, I'm excited. I'm always excited because I'm not bombarding myself five days a week. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been in that place where you are just like get to a place where you're forcing yourself to work out? Oh, yeah. And it's a horrible place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So our next pillar, the final one, the most uh, overlooked one, is actually writing down a time that you will go to bed and a time that you will wake up seven days a week. And so people are like, oh, no, wait a minute now. What's this weekend stuff going on here? Right. It's proven that people who go to bed at a certain time wake up at a certain time and get their body into – I'll use the word logarithm since that's the cool word these days. They get their body into a logarithm of, of, of sustainability – Central nervous system lowers anxiety uh, by almost 26%. Women's cortisol levels drop almost 26% because of the stress of the up and down of when to go to bed and get rest. Also, weight loss occurs at a high level when you go to bed and you wake up consistently seven days a week. I always love people who say, well, Saturday, what do you do? Because everybody else is sleeping because it's not a school day and all that. I go, see, that's the problem. You think you got to be doing something. Yep. So why not sleep? Well, how about get up? You can read. Do, I mean, just be alert and awake. Or I always uh, drink coffee and look out in the backyard in the darkness of night and think I've got the whole world to myself for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And just be with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that is just chill. And when everybody else gets up, I'm not like all radical, oh, you know, kids are screaming or whatever like that. But the weight loss is proven on a large scale, and women, cortisol levels drop way down because um, I always laugh uh, when people say, well, I don't understand. I can't take that too seriously. Right. And I always say, what do you think about Mondays? Oh, I hate Mondays. Right. I'm like, what changed on Friday? From Friday to Monday, what at work changed so much that Monday just is horrible? Well, nothing changed. I said, just you come in, it's a whole new staff? Mm-hmm. Nope. Here's why. Monday through Friday, we all go to bed and wake up a certain time because it's a work week. Right. Friday night, we're like, we're, we're a party. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking. You don't have to be drinking. You're just staying up late, and I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and Saturday, we're sleeping in. So you get your whole central nervous system out of whack. So what are we doing? But I mean, do you ever wonder whenever you did stay up late and sleep in or whatever, when you woke up, you felt ten times worse? Crappy. Like you, It was like you were hungover even though you probably didn't drink. Oh, yeah. But your body just feels beat up. You have a headache. Like you feel like you're trying to drag yourself everywhere on Saturday, but keeping that that sleep that bedtime and your wake up time the same, you don't have that. You don't have that when it comes to Monday. You don't have any kind of lag to your energy because of it. And, and you hit a good point. I, I don't know how many times you hear people say, "I don't know why I feel like crap. I got good sleep last night." Mm-hmm. You didn't get good sleep, right? You tried to force your body to go into another rhythm mm-hmm. when you went five days in this rhythm, mm-hmm. and then although you slept in. You actually threw it out. So then people say, well, how many hours? I, I don't buy into that too much. If Quality sleep is, is the key. Yep. So if I'm going to bed at, you know, my, mine's 1030. I'm telling you at 1015, I'm just like this and I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then 4 a.m., I'm wide awake. That means I went to sleep immediately and I slept till this time versus what do most of us do. Stay awake an hour, worry about the day, worry about right. tomorrow, what you could have done better. All this stuff. Well, and it, I feel like having that bedtime takes all of that out of the loop. Yeah, like you have your routine to get ready for bed. Your body's already shutting down. Your brain's already shutting down. So by the time your head hits the pillow, like you're out. Yes. So. And that that's when you get the best sleep. So if it's five or six or seven hours, it's the quality. And it's proven scientifically, people that do that seven days a week, 
get 20 hours extra uh, of sleep without sleeping 20 extra hours. That's a tongue twister. I gotcha. So you're going to get 20 more hours of sleep. The body interprets it as 20 hours extra mm-hmm. without actually sleeping 20 hours because the rest is so efficient. Back to the main thing you're looking for is the weight loss is significant when you actually practice this, your mood, your mm-hmm. stress. And guess what? Monday. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just another day. Monday's eradicated because all weekend you did this with your sleep pattern. Then you tried to make it adjust on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And you're like jolting it. So you go in Monday and everything's amplified. So it's really just about that. So we want to work on those five things. Uh, I would tell you to set down. And then, you're, and then people say, I don't know what to put down. That's okay. Put something down. We make our people we coach. We're like, look, what is the time to start with? Mm-hmm. Then each week, adjust it. So I take every Sunday, start this Sunday maybe or today, write down what you think will work. As you go through the week, you're like, oh, I forgot. I got kids soccer at that time. I can't do that. Make a note. Adjust it. Within about two weeks, you'll have your times down. And if you'll put your energy on that and, and, and your portion sizes and all these things versus what's the next and latest greatest thing, you're going to learn what those programs can't do for you, and that's learn about you and your self-discovery of what works for your life. Any closing statements? All right, gang. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Again, please share this. We'll be on all the uh, podcast platforms um, here shortly in the next few days. And uh, we'll see you next week.